Hi everyone, welcome back to Hitchcock University where you learn filmmaking from the masters. So last class session we talked about The Wolf of Wall Street and now we're going to move into, um, at least as of this date, what is uh, Marty's last film to be released. Uh, he's working on another film called The Irishman. It won't be released in time to make a class session out of it, but um, but yeah, we're going to talk about Silence. Uh Silence is a story of uh, two Jesuit uh, missionaries who go on a journey to find another missionary who was their mentor, who has been, who word has spread that he has renounced the faith. Um, this all takes place in Japan. Um, Christian missionaries went to Japan and for a long time were accepted and their ideas were were at least tolerated and then political the the political air in Japan changed and then Christians began being uh, persecuted by the Japanese shogun um so this is a story that takes place in that time and it 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 it's a fictional story that is inspired by by history um and all of this went down into a book called Silence that Marty read in 1988, which means that it was almost 30 years before he was actually able to get this movie released, at least. Um, and over 25 years by the time he actually got to really lock into pre-production and actually go film the, the movie. But, it's a, but it was a movie that he'd wanted to make the minute he read the book in 1988. And, you know, he picked it up with with Jay Cox and they started writing it and then it got put down and then they came back to it and they just kept reworking it and reworking it and reworking it and over the course of those nearly over the course of those nearly 30 years there were many plans that Marty had many ideas Marty had for how to make the film but then he got to the locations and everything changed he realized that if they could even get the gear to where they were trying to shoot in that the landscape said way more than than he imagined and and was going to become much more crucial in the storytelling than he ever imagined. And so when they were on the locations he was constantly gathering new inspiration and would end up moving in a different direction than what he had envisioned for several years. And he says that it was it was because he had recently worked on two two television pilots. He recently worked on Boardwalk Empire and Vinyl that that the the training he gathered there helped him to really kind of pare down his shooting and focus in on what was important. And that meant that he ended up focusing more on the environment that they were in and figuring out how to integrate the environment with the characters and with the story and moving forward. One of the other things that 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 changed some of his decision-making process was there's a scene where Andrew Garfield's character, Andrew Garfield plays one of the missionaries. There's, well, there's several scenes where he's been imprisoned. And so he's basically in this big cage. And because Marty wanted to shoot a lot of those scenes, basically the whole film subjectively, basically from the missionary's subject, subjective point of view, he, he ends up shooting a lot from inside the cage which means that there's these bars that really kind of limit and restrict your view. And that really helped Marty kind of focus on what was visually important. Again, something else that he hadn't planned for when he showed up to set. 
one of the last things that he talks about, he talks about this in his masterclass. Um, for years, the final shot of the movie was completely planned out. Uh, Andrew Garfield is dead and is buried, and his his wife comes to visit him. And that last shot was completely planned out. They had he imagined Garfield laid out in a coffin, but then he was told through research that in the Buddhist tradition he would be buried in a barrel, and that changed everything. It completely changed changed this last shot that he'd had in his mind for so long. It changed the blocking. It changed the action of this actress who comes in and plays his wife. It, 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 he said it even changed the tone on set and it dictated sound and, and how to move the camera and all these sorts of things. But he got it. He was able to adjust on the fly. And this is one of the things that we've talked about with Marty a lot. And I think it's it's maybe our biggest takeaway that we can have with Marty, have from this semester with Marty. And I think it makes it very appropriate um, to make this the, the, the final class session of this semester with Marty. Time and time again, we've learned that Marty stayed flexible. He never got married to anything. That didn't mean he didn't prepare. Marty would prepare vigorously. He would... He was constant, constantly making storyboards or notations in the script with little pictures. Marty prepared constantly. But unlike Alfred Hitchcock, who would have the movie entirely in his head, entirely cut, entirely paced in his head, Marty would prepare, get his understanding of the story, his understanding of what was important in the script to portray visually and how to portray it. And then once he arrived on set, if things needed to change he would problem solve his way into figuring out how to do it because Marty came up in a different era than Hitchcock. Hitchcock had the luxury of working in the studio system at its peak when everything a director could possibly want was at his fingertips because everything could be controlled because you had the finest craftsmen in the world who were working for you. You had the finest everything and in that era, everything was shot, almost everything was shot in a soundstage anyway. So everything could be controlled, which was perfect for Hitchcock because he'd already seen the movie in his head. Marty came up in an era that was very different. Marty came up in an era where compromise was necessary. And I think that's still the case for many of us as filmmakers. Marty never got married to an idea unless it was absolutely important. Now, we have talked about how, especially in The Aviator, there were certain things that Marty knew had to be on the screen. So then it becomes a matter of picking your battles. But at the same time, Marty was able to lean into other opportunities that, that didn't necessarily come out through his prep. If the landscape was special, Marty would figure out a way to utilize the landscape. If, especially in his earliest days, if there wasn't enough space on the set to accomplish the move that he wanted, figure out a different way to do it or if he was running out of time figure out a way to bring two shots in his in his storyboard together into one shot whatever it was there's real power in not totally getting married to every single thing you do and understanding that some things you need to lean into new opportunities on set not everything that comes your way as a filmmaker is is a is an obstacle that creates a compromise 
some things that come your way as a filmmaker are actually new opportunities that you just didn't foresee. And so as, as the filmmaker, it's important for us to, to parse through what do we absolutely have to have, what do we need to compromise on, and what's a new opportunity for us to lean into, whether that's a performance, whether that's a location, um, whether that's uh, a historical piece of research that comes up that that changes the circumstance. But w in what ways can we lean into new discoveries, sometimes on the set, that can open us up for an even, per in, in some ways, perhaps an even better way to tell the story visually. Um, so yeah, that's a pretty short episode, but I, I, I do feel that that pretty well wraps up um, maybe one of our biggest lessons from Scorsese. And, um, so, so yeah, I, that's, that's it for our semester, uh, short day in class, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we will, uh, we will be back January 7th with Pulp Fiction. No, excuse me. What are we talking about? We'll be back January 7th with Reservoir Dogs. And then in two weeks we'll, uh, we'll have, uh, El Mariachi, um, because next semester if if you haven't heard already, we're going to be doing uh, Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez together um, because both of them have fairly short filmographies, and I thought it would behoove us to pair them together because they do fit so naturally together. They had a lot of the same influences coming up, and um, they're very dear friends and have collaborated on a number of films together. Um, so, yeah, also on January 7th, I will also drop another syllabus, much like I did with this semester, that will kind of give us a rundown of what you can expect. But with that episode, we'll also, we, we should be dropping that and Reservoir Dogs same day. Um, so you have, you know, a real class session to listen to. Um, yeah, that's, that's all we got for this semester. I hope, I hope this semester was enlightening. Um, I, I personally was a little frustrated at times um, because Marty didn't talk about the medium of film in the same way that Hitch did. But at the same time, I do feel that there were valuable lessons uh, that, that Marty was able to provide us. Um, and I, we were able to dig up some good nuggets along the way. So much shorter class session uh, this, this week. Uh, as I said, we'll be back January 7th. Um, if you wouldn't mind giving us a rating or review... Uh, wherever it is you listen to the show, whether it's Apple Podcasts, uh, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, what have you. Um, and then, of course, if you have any questions about about uh, this this class session or any others or any of the upcoming ones, uh, please feel free to reach out to the podcast. You can email us. Our address is HitchcockUniversity at gmail.com. Uh, we also have a Twitter handle uh, or uh yeah, we also have a Twitter account, Hitch underscore you, that you can follow. And we have a, uh, a Facebook page, Hitchcock University. Um, thank you again for listening to this class session and this entire semester of Hitchcock University. I've been Taylor Bickle, and this has been, this has been our second semester of Hitchcock University, where you learn filmmaking from the masters. Thank you very much. <laughs>